0: Lots of NBA playoff talk. We've kind of abandoned the Stanley Cup playoffs, so let's bring in an expert NHL analyst. Lindsey Brown joins the show, and I feel like, Lindsey, I have to start off asking you about the Bruins. They were unbelievable this year. I mean, winning 65 games, setting the points record. If I give you them, or if I give you everybody else in the playoffs, who are you taking?
1: Wow, that's a great question, because as you mentioned, this is a record-setting year for the Boston Bruins. I I went to school out in the East Coast, and I've been saying all season, I want them to have the best season possible, because if they get to the ultimate goal, there's no going up from here. This is the only thing they'll ever have over everyone, and then it's all downhill. But I would probably take the field, because the history is not kind to President's Trophy winners, Uh, not even making it to the conference finals. I think uh, in terms of the Bruins and the points that they were able to accumulate over this season. I, I think there's only a handful of teams that have been able to achieve that, and none of them have made it through to the conference final. And the big reason why, uh, in addition to the Patrice Bergeron, the Brad Marchants, and, na- and mainly David not Linus Allmark has had uh, a transcendental year as a net miner. He is what I call goalie Jesus this season. But when you go into the playoffs, it can get away from you really quick. They're bigger lights, bigger pressures. And, uh, it's certainly a team of destiny, though. I would give them a, a really good chance to do it better than, say, like the Florida Panthers were last year when they won the President's Trophy or a team's pass. But the Stanley Cup playoffs are a gauntlet. There's going to be injuries and you just, it's about whose key guys can, can be standing the last. What about the team,
0: Lindsay, that won the Cup just a year ago? It feels like nobody's talking about the Colorado Avalanche. They quietly went out there and won 50 games. Is it maybe worth sprinkling a little bit of change on them?
1: I would, it, it, just if you want to hedge it, sure, but – we have, we have the announcement a couple of days ago that their captain, Gabriel Landeskog, who has not seen game action at all this season due to a knee injury, that he returned from early last season, probably did a little bit more damage to it in to, route to their cup. He says he regrets nothing, and I wouldn't regret it either. But he's not going to be in that line. And while Valerian Ishushkin is, is amazing, and, and, and so is Caleb McCarthy, who's also been out and had some concussion problems, Gabriel Landeskog doesn't just offer someone uh, great scoring capabilities that have been taken up. Uh, by other people on that team this year but he's the guy that stirs the drink he's the guy that you send out there against your opponent and say make sure they don't get to their top game and he's going to talk trash he's going to slash you in the back of the legs, and he's going to cause problems and so I, I have questions about their goaltending as well as Alexander Gorgiev I think he's a little bit of a spider monkey of a net miner he tends to be a little bit springy off his post but he's been really solid down the stretch and I mean when you're playing behind that much talent it's easy to be a good goalie but I, I really think it's gonna be tough for them to make it out of the, the Western Conference and honestly the second round. Uh,
2: Lindsey, this is Sean Bell. I'm gonna ask you about the losers a little bit, the Penguins. Not in the playoffs. <laughs> you know what I mean, it has been a long time. What do you see from that squad? Is it a situation where, okay, Sidney Crosby, some of these guys getting long in a tooth, maybe they need to go a different direction or can this team just retool? What do you think of, about the Penguins not making a playoff in their future?
1: Well, they had the option to go on that crossroads to go in a different direction last offseason when you're, you know, re-signing Chris Letang and namely and Evgeny Malkin. And they decided we're going to go forward with this core. We're going to give them every last chance to win another cup. And that came at the expense of their bottom six forwards. And they're just, they're not that great defensively. Goalies, Tristan Jari is just so inconsistent. And it just caught up with them. They're a team that usually is able to kind of fight back in the game. A really defensively responsible team, but I'd argue that even last season they kind of got away with a little bit and were able to make the playoffs due just to the talent on their roster. But that team is not built to actually compete, uh, especially in the speed department. I mean, that, Sid the Kid said it himself just a couple days ago: uh, if you're going to compete in this league, you have to be, you have to have speed, and they just don't have enough of that right now. And they have too much money uh, committed to those top guys, even Jason Zucker, who I think is coming off the books, Jeff Carter. It's just a lot of bad decisions or or bad bets on on decent people, but that's why their entire front office was cleaned out this morning.
0: Yeah, you're not kidding. I mean, you want to talk about blowing things up. 17 years, you don't miss the playoffs. Then once you do, you fire the GM, you fire the assistant GM, you fire the president. Uh, I'm not saying it's overreacting because clearly something needs to happen, but goodness gracious. Lindsey Brown joining us here on the BetQL Network. What about the greater metropolitan area of New York? If you could put your money down on one of those teams, right? You can take the Rangers, you can take the Devils, you can take the Islanders. Which of those teams has a real chance to win the Cup?
1: Well, this is where you start getting do you bet with your heart or do you bet with your head, right? And this is the, the constant uh, argument that we all have, uh, especially when you're putting down big money on BetMGM tonight because I really want to pick the New York Rangers. I really do. I, I was early on their bandwagon last year and because mostly Igor Shosturkin was goalie Jesus last season and you have the likes of Mika of Zibanejad who I'm a huge fan of, obviously Artemi Panarin and they have those big time acquisitions in Vladimir Tarasenko and Patrick Kane. It's almost like too good to be true how much talent is on that team especially when you have Chris Kreider, who's a power play specialist in front of the net, and a lot of those goals in the playoffs get scored on in the dirty area on screens, on tips, on just hockey, hockey plays. It doesn't look pretty. But this is going to be a really tough matchup with the Devils. The Devils are the best comeback team so far. Granted, it's regular season, so who really cares? But they're a young team that doesn't really know what to be afraid of yet. And I think that's what the Rangers were last year, so they could definitely be dangerous. But weirdly, I haven't watched a ton of Islanders games because, like, who wants to watch Islanders games? But uh, Sorokin is just such an unbelievable goaltending talent. He can steal things. He's kind of my my goalie to watch in the playoffs this year as someone who could really make a run, put the team on his back, and, and hopefully get some offensive production from you know Brock Nelson, from Anders Lee, and all those other great Minnesota boys that happen to all play. On that Islanders team. They're going to keep the score as low well, because that's the Lou Amarillo way. And so everybody's got a shot. That's the hard part about this first round because we don't really know what everybody's going to be showing up with. The vibes are going to be different. And ultimately, hockey is just, it's so fluid. You could say, oh, this is the best team and they put on 40 shots on net, but they could still lose two to one. And so it, it, it can get gnarly very quick. And that's pretty much been the name of the game of the Metro all season long. So why change now?
0: And that's why, just not that you asked, I asked you, but about the Bruins versus the field, because it can get gnarly in the NHL playoffs. Like, in the NBA, we typically don't see eights beat ones. In the NHL, it happens. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think that the field, it's very wide open this year. Maybe we can see the Rangers make their way all the way back to the Stanley Cup Finals. Same question, Lindsey, but Canadian style. Who's got the best hope from the great white north? Is it the Oilers, the Jets, the Leafs, anybody?
1: Oh, boy, this is just like, I don't trust Edmonton. I, I had an interview earlier this week with uh, ESPN's Linda Cohn, and she said that she she thinks this is the year for the So I'm like, Linda, let's walk back that take, because I just, when you're going up against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are for sure hobbled and grizzled and, and have gone through so much in the last three years by making those cup finals, winning two of them. But the underrated move of the trade deadline for me was the uh, Lightning going out and getting tanners you know he is the ultimate i'm going to get this party started we're going to get a, a line going to the box and he can score so you have that patrick maroon and corey perry i don't want anything to do playing against those guys and so the leafs are out for me and then well I, i'm in vegas so i'm picking the Golden knights to win the first round because i think they're the best prepared team to compete in this western conference considering all the injuries and in, in, with the other team and the oilers i mean if it's not this year, when, right? And you could say the same thing about the Leafs, but Edmonton, the real thing for me is how is this a playoff going to be officiated? Because if you give them four power plays a night, they're going to score on two of them. And that's a huge, huge swing at this time in the season. Now, we're going to see if Connor McDavid's going to back check like he's been promising, like he's been showing us in the regular season. But what about Leon Draisaitl as they entertained to be able to kind of rediscover what he was able to capture last year but honestly the big name that is always there to clean up the mess for the and Oilers is Zach Hyman so Zach Hyman is getting three or four goals in this first round they're gonna be in really good shape but they're playing an LA Kings team that is motivated as well it is very rush heavy and plays a neutral zone one three one that really allows them to slow down the Oilers attack and that's why they're so heavily reliant on that power play and so I, I guess it's the Oilers, but very apprehensive.
2: Well, let me ask you this. I mean, hockey is, no, NHL is known for having surprises. There's having a team get hot, having a goalie getting hot, and taking, and taking you to the cup. Is there a long shot here when it comes to winning the cup that you would say, if you were to bet on one team, that would be the team to bet on, whether it's the Panthers who are twenty-five to one odds, uh, the Islanders are fifty to one odds. Is there any team in the back, even your Golden Knights who are twelve to one? They're kind of middle of the pack when it comes to betting. Is there any team in the back that you would say maybe that team has a chance? And who would you pick? Well, in
1: terms of well, in terms of like the very back, I think that's the Seattle Kraken. I mean, they're just the second year here. I mean, there's the hat. We're just happy to be here, by, but they're they're a very rush-heavy team, and they have a lot of lessons to learn in physicality, especially Maddie Veneers, who's their number one center, rookie player, probably going to win the Calder Trophy this season for best rookie of the year. But there's a different adjustment that happens when these teams and the teams that have young players when they finally make it to the classes. It's so much more physical. It's just a completely different mindset, and it's a hard adjustment. Like when uh, I'm from Minnesota originally, and Kirill Kaprizov is like my favorite person in the world, but his first couple of playoffs, he disappeared. And that's because you put a body on him, he's a top scorer and they know exactly how to get you to your you know, option B, where do you wanna shoot it? Oh, you wanna shoot in the slot, uh, puck in front of you and, and, and just get a wide open look. Okay, we're gonna put you towards the boards. you're gonna get a backhand. And, and that's, that's where I'm trying to see where this Kraken team is going to figure out Uh, goaltending is very, very hit and miss, especially since Martin Jones is injured. And I can't believe I'm saying that because usually Martin Jones is the bane of any team's existence, but he's been really good this season, at least down uh, the stretch of the second half. But if you want to go with like a sexy pick, you go with the Kings, at, at least in the Western Conference, because you're going against the Oilers in the first round. And there's just no respect towards that organization quite yet. And I think that's a little bit misguided on the national media and just the hockey community in general. Maybe it's because There's so many great teams in the Pacific Division. But they went out and and traded Jonathan Quick at the trade deadline, which was a huge deal. But they have Adrian Kempe playing incredibly well. Ante Kolpitar is one of the best centers in the NHL. And honestly, their most underrated player in my book is Philip Deneau. He hasn't really had a year quite like he did last. But when you're that tight up the middle and that defensively responsible, you can shut down players that usually reach heights. Uh, that, that lead to big scores. And so I would think that would be my, my sexier pick than the Kraken, but you know, every you could pick an underdog in every single one of these games, at least two or three of them are gonna win.
0: Hitting the ice with Lindsey Brown on Bet MGM tonight on the Bet QL network, how painful would it be if the Kraken in their second year are able to do what your golden knights have gotten damn close to doing a couple of times, including in their first year, and if they actually cash in and win the cup.
1: I don't know about painful. I think that it's that's mostly self inflicted because yeah, there's a lot of gatekeeping in hockey, and, and that that can be taken several different ways. But we love to to poo poo the early winner. You haven't suffered enough. You haven't lost enough. You haven't right. earned your way. But but that's the way it goes sometimes. And and while I think it's unlikely, I think people would be more accepting of Seattle winning than they would have been when Vegas won because just Vegas people. There's, there's just a real combativeness. And maybe it was just because they were so dominant and they fleeced basically everybody in the expansion draft. Like, arguably, the, the, the Seattle Kraken were at a much bigger disadvantage than the Golden Knights were because they were the ones that were second in line. They Everybody else already learned, oh, don't protect these two guys and, and, and you know, hemorrhage these assets just to protect one guy because usually that comes back and bites in the butt, Just at the Pittsburgh Penguins as they lost Jared and he's their leading scorer, right? And so it's it's just a really interesting experiment through these first two seasons, and I think that they're handling their long-term plans a lot better than Vegas did as well, and so if they're able to find success early, that's great, but the great thing about when you're this early into your existence is that the fans are going to be with you no matter what, and and that's a great building, so we'll, we'll see what they're able to bring.
0: That's a really good point that, yeah, Seattle, or I should say the league was able to learn from Vegas and the advantages that they got, and then Seattle in their second year already has been able to be this good. in Vegas, for what it's worth, anybody that's been out there and not just gone to a game, but even been on the strip knows that the Knights fans are real. They haven't been around that long, but they're definitely loyal. Uh, real quick, we got like a minute left here, Lindsay. What about Tampa Bay? They've won more regular season games than anybody over the last five years. Are they a sneaky pick?
1: I think they're a sneaky pick. I, I just they're so experienced at this stage of the game. But if they're going to falter, it's because they're missing Ryan McDonough. They had to move on from him in the off season because you had to pay Brayden Point, you had to pay Anthony Cirelli, and you already had big contracts and Andre Vasilevsky and Steven Stamkos, If he has been. Uh, or had been a huge part of their ability to not just make cup finals, but win them. And so, I, re- I like I said earlier, I like them against the Leafs, but this is going to be probably the toughest out that they've ever had because it's not like the Leafs did not reinforcements and they've known about this matchup a long time. They've had time to plan for it.
0: Lindsay, real quick, who has the best hockey sweaters in the NHL? you got to get this one right.
1: Uh, the Minnesota reverse retro is not even close.
0: Those not are Not even close, sick. gentlemen. I
1: like I Those I like are the chicken. <laughs> i like you the like Devils just the jersey planks. and then they got the hat yeah no no those no the cool alternates too.
0: that are a shout out to the old oh. uh i think kansas city scouts jerseys those things are beautiful so are you thank you so much she is oh. lindsey brown talking a little hockey here on the bet ql network we'll